So I, I'm going to try tonight, I'm going to try tonight to just preach something I'm feeling on my heart. I, I said the other night, I, I prayed that the anniversary services would just take us to a new level, a new dimension. And I do believe that God carried us to that threshold. I really do. I really do. And I believe God showed us some things. And I believe God's power was present in a special way. And even in the miracles that he performed, I believe he was pointing the direction. This is the way. This is what we're going to see. This is what we're going to do. I want to try tonight, I want to try tonight to just help to illuminate the sign, to point us in the direction the Lord is trying to take us. And so don't prejudge the message based upon the text tonight. I know that I am known, uh, at least those who know me, I'm known, I'm known for this text among others, but I'm really not going that direction tonight. I'm going to go a little different direction with this passage. Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to start in verse number 13. Matthew 16, verse 13. Very familiar. To this church especially, very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, again, I say thank you to this church for all of your hard work. Thank you for the gifts. And uh, you have just, you really outdid yourself. And um, <clears throat> I will tell you this, especially since he's not here for you to um, gang up on him. Brother Goff told me after church Sunday night, he said, well, I'm ready to do this again. I said, what? He said, well, not right now, but maybe next year. I said, well, I don't know. I don't, uh, it's, it's been my practice uh, ever since my fifth pastoral anniversary that we just haven't had a big anniversary service except every five years and uh, but but we might go back to having a conference or something who knows I do feel like great things were accomplished I feel like a great spirit of unity was among the people of God and I think I think a lot of very positive things took place not just in the preaching but just among the people of God and um and it's worth the sacrifice to see those kinds of things take place. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse number 13. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Jesus begins this conversation by asking two questions. Who do men say that I am? And they answered that. He then asked, who do you say that I am? And Peter very quickly responded. Jesus commended him. And then Jesus turned the conversation. And um, the conversation, at least for the next few verses, was not about Jesus anymore. It was about Peter. And I want to I want to try to preach tonight for a few moments, overcoming your identity crisis overcoming your identity crisis would you put your bibles down and lift your hands lift your voices and let's ask the lord to speak to us tonight i really believe he wants to talk to this church tonight let's everybody talk to the lord together right now name in Jesus name would you just worship the Lord for a few moments here tonight before you're seated let's worship the Lord together let's worship the Lord together I love you Jesus 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I'm going to ask you, church, help me tonight. Would you? Would you help me tonight? Amen. There is no question that Peter had a revelation of divinity 
He knew who Jesus was. He knew who Jesus was. Read it for me again, Brother Nelson, if you would, Matthew 16, verses 15 and 16. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And we know that this answer was correct inasmuch as Jesus commended Peter for this answer, saying that it had come by direct revelation of the Spirit. Read verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, You're Simon a blessed man. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto because thee. Because you didn't get this from flesh and blood. But my Father which is in heaven. But my Father which is in heaven has revealed it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I know this church knows that I have stressed over and over again, and I'll say more about it in just a moment, but, but it is important that we get a revelation of who Jesus is. Come on, we can do better than that. We need a revelation of who Jesus is. But as soon as Jesus commends Peter for having received this revelation, the next statement Jesus made seems to imply that there was something Peter did not know. Jesus didn't ask Peter a question. He didn't ask him, who do you think you are? He didn't ask him to identify himself. Peter, uh, Jesus just told Peter who he was. Read verse 18 for me. And I say, I say unto thee, thou art that Peter. thou art Peter, now hang on, we'll come back and read the rest of it in a moment. I'm telling you that Jesus uh, had asked uh, who he was, uh, but he did not ask Peter to identify himself. Uh, amen. Uh, rather, Jesus simply declared that identity for Peter so that there would be no doubt uh, as to who Peter was. Uh, I submit to you tonight uh, that there are two revelations that every child of God must receive. First and foremost we must receive a revelation of who Jesus is because it is this revelation upon which the church of the living God is built. Now you can finish the rest of that verse. And upon this rock. Upon this rock. Upon this rock. Church. Not upon the rock, Peter, but upon the rock Amen. of the revelation yes. of who I am. Yes. Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates, and of, the hell. gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, just a revelation of who Jesus is is not enough to accomplish the work that's got to be accomplished. We've got to have that revelation. But there's another revelation we've got to get. Amen. There is another revelation that God's got to give us. We not only have to know who he is, but somehow God's got to open our eyes to realize who we are. 
I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It hasn't been that long ago that I talked to this church about Simon and, and the meaning of the name, how it means heard or one who hears and it implies kind of being wishy-washy and just going with the flow of whatever, whatever you hear. Amen. That was who Simon was. Jesus didn't give Peter a choice about who he was. He said, I want you to know you've got a good revelation of who I am, but I want to declare to you, you're no longer, you're no longer Simon. You're no longer the wishy-washy individual that's going to just go with the flow at some point uh, you gotta get a revelation that I've made a change in you uh, and you've gotta get a revelation uh, that I am making out of you a rock uh, someone uh, that's gonna be steadfast uh, and sure Oh, hallelujah. Listen, here's what he said to Peter. He said, I am giving to you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. Come on, Peter. Get a revelation of this. Hallelujah. Get a revelation of this, Peter. Come to understand, you're not just an old fisherman. You're not a failure. You're not worthless. I chose you. I picked you. I've called you. I've given you a job. Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit here tonight. And I'm not even in my notes right now, but I just feel like preaching a little bit here tonight. Hallelujah. At some point, saints of God, we're going to have to shove all of the negatives that the devil is pumping into our mind out the window and quit listening to everything he's telling us about ourselves and get a revelation that when God put his hand on us, we are not what we used to be. We are not who we used to be. We are something altogether different. We are a different person because of the power of God. Let me, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. I, I want to show you something. And I, 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 I couldn't do this just anywhere. But I could do it here at the Truth Church. Because I've spent so much time teaching you about the dual nature of Jesus Christ. And churches that don't have a dual nature could easily hear me say some of the things I'm going to say tonight and get confused. Please understand that what I'm going to talk about for the next few minutes, I'm dealing with Christ in his humanity. He was both man and God. Is everybody with me? And I'm going to deal with him in his humanity tonight. 
Now follow with me. I want us to go to Matthew chapter 4. This is a bit of a lengthy reading. But I want to show you something. Matthew chapter 4. Turn in your Bibles there. Because it is a lengthy reading. I want you to see this for yourself. Matthew chapter 4. We're going to start with verse number 1. Matthew 4 and verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. Now look, he was led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted. To be tempted. Of the devil. Of the devil. His whole purpose. His whole purpose. The Spirit. The Father that was dwelling in him. Led him into the wilderness for the purpose of being tempted. All right, read. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. While he's there. He was afterward and hungry. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights and he was afterward and hungry. Now, I've often said that is probably the biggest understatement in all the scripture. Hello. You didn't say amen because you've obviously never fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Come on, you, you fast 40 minutes and some of you are afterward and hungered. We're talking 40 days and 40 nights and we're talking about a full-blown, as they would say in the South, genuine. It wasn't just genuine, it was genuine fast no food no water for 40 days and 40 nights and at the end of that he was hungry can you imagine I guess he was and read verse 3 and when the tempter came to him well now isn't that amazing The tempter didn't come to him the first day he arrived in the wilderness. Nor the second, nor the third. The Bible says that after 40 days of fasting, he was hungry, and then the tempter came. Now, listen to me. Not only was he hungry at this point, as a man, he was weak. Do we believe he was fully man? His humanity was weak. He didn't have much strength in his flesh. And lo and behold, the big bad devil shows up when he's at his physical weakest. That's the way the devil works. That's the way he works. He's going to catch you when you're down. He's going to hit you when you're low. That's the way he works. And when the tempter came to him, what happened? He said, He said, If thou be the Son of God, If thou be the Son of God. Command these stones to be made bread. These stones to be made bread. 
But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. All right, read. Then the devil take him up into a holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle devil of the took temple. took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, And he said to him, If thou be the if Son of God, thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. Cast thyself down. For it is written, for it's written. He shall give his angels charge concerning He's going to give thee. his angels charge over thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Uh-huh. Jesus said unto Jesus him, said, It is written again. It's written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Don't Lord tempt thy the God. Lord thy God. Again. And again. The devil, take the devil him takes up him up into an exceeding high mountain. an exceeding high mountain. And showeth him shows all him. the kingdoms of the world. And the glory of them. And the glory. And yes. he saith unto him, All yes. these things All these will things I give thee. Will I give. If thou wilt fall down and worship me. If thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus, saith Jesus unto said him, to him, Get thee hence, the Satan, for it is written, For it's written, Thou shalt, thou shalt worship, the worship the Lord thy God, thy God. him only shalt thou serve. Yes. Then the devil then leaveth him. The devil leaveth him. Behold, angels came and ministered. Now, now listen to me. I want you to listen to me. As you look at this possibility at, at this passage of scripture I want you to consider a possibility with me the Bible says Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 read for me for Hebrews 415 says this for we have not a high priest, we have not an high priest which cannot be which touched, cannot be touched with the feeling of our with the feeling of our infirmities but was in but all points. was in all points everyone say in all points all points in all points everyone say all points all points read Tempted, like as, Tempted we are, like as we are. Yet without sin. Now, do we believe that every word of Scripture is true? Do we believe every word of Scripture is true? If every word of Scripture is true, then we know that he was at some time tempted in every way that we're tempted. He must have been tempted at some point, Brother Nelson, to lie. He must have been tempted at some point to steal. He must have been tempted at some point to cheat. The Bible says he was tempted in all points. I believe the scripture. But the scripture didn't choose to record any of those temptations. It did record these temptations. I wonder tonight if it's possible that the reason the scripture pointed out these temptations is because these temptations may have been the most difficult. I don't believe that Jesus really struggled with whether or not to steal. The temptation may have presented itself, but I don't think it was a struggle. The temptation may have presented itself to cheat, but I don't think it was a struggle. Are you hearing me tonight? But evidently, there was a struggle going on in the wilderness. And do you see what these temptations were? These were not temptations 
that involved morality. They were not temptations that involved ethics. These, Brother Albritton, were temptations that involved identity. The devil repeatedly said to him, if thou be the son of God, you in your weakened state, as weak and frail as you are right now, you're going to try to convince me that you are the son of God. If you're the son of God, prove it to me by turning these stones into bread. If you're the son of God, prove it to me by throwing yourself off the temple. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody. I want you to understand that the struggle here was not a struggle with morality. It was not a struggle with ethics. It was not a struggle with integrity. It was a struggle with identity. If thou be the son of God. Now, now hang on, hang on. Because I do find, I do find. Now, now listen, listen. I want to remind you one thing. Before I get ahead of myself again, I want to remind you of one thing. This all happened before he began his ministry. Therefore, he had not yet performed a miracle. John 2, verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus... This what? The beginning of miracles. This beginning of miracles. Did Jesus... In Cana of Galilee. In Cana of Galilee. And manifested, and manifested forth his glory. Forth his glory and, and his, his disciples. disciples Listen, I'm him. telling you, he didn't start performing miracles until after he came out of the wilderness. So he was in that wilderness never having performed a miracle. And the devil's saying, come on, you say you're a son of God. Let's see a miracle. Let me see you do something. You've been on earth 30 years. I haven't seen a miracle yet. Prove to me that you're really a son of God. You're weak. You're frail. You can barely move. You think you're the son of God. Oh, I'm going somewhere tonight. Now, let's fast forward three and a half years. And let's find him hanging on a cross. Once again, Brother Self, he's in a weak state. He's been up all night. He's been battered and bruised and beaten. The flesh is ripped off his back. He's hanging on a rough hewn cross. Nails through his hands and his feet. A crown of thorns piercing his brow as the blood runs into his eyes. He can barely breathe as he hangs there. And listen to what happens here. Matthew 27 verses 38 to 44. Read. Then there were two thieves there were crucified two thieves. with him. Yes. One on the right one hand. On the right hand. One on the, left. the other on the left. 
And they that passed by reviled. And here comes the crowds reviling him, wagging their heads and saying, and saying "Thou that destroyest the temple, thou that destroyest the temple and buildest build it days, in three days, save thyself." Save thyself. Listen, if thou, if the son of thou God, be the Son of God, come down, come from, the down from the cross. Likewise, also the chief priest mocked him. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Read. He saved others. He saved others. Himself, he cannot, himself save. He cannot save. If he be the king, if of Israel, he be the king of Israel, let him, let him come, come down, down and we'll believe. And we will believe. Yeah, read. He trusted, he trusted in, God. in God. Let him, let him deliver, deliver him. If he will, if have, he will him, have him, he because said, he I said, I am, the I am the son of God. Read the thieves also, which the were thieves also, with him, which were crucified with him, cast, cast the, same the same in his teeth. Now, let me just give you the Riggin revised version. The meaning of this phrase, "cast the same in his teeth," we would say today, they threw it in his face. They were saying, yeah, son of God, come on, son of God. What kind of son of God are you? If you're the son of God, why are you bleeding? If you're the son of God, why are you suffering? If you're the son of God, why is it such a struggle just to breathe? If you're the son of God, why are you bruised? If you're the son of God, why are you so weak right now? Oh, I feel like preaching tonight. Listen, I'm telling you, the devil was doing everything he could to make Jesus doubt his own identity. You know why? He knew he couldn't make Jesus doubt the spirit on the inside. And if he couldn't get him to doubt God, he wanted him to doubt himself. Because when he doubts himself, he removes the tool that God was using. Oh, I'm preaching tonight to the true church. I'm here with a message. We got to get over this identity crisis. At some point, we got to understand we are the children of God. We are the sons and daughters of God. Even when we're weak, Brother Hilton, we're still the children of God. Even when we falter, we're still the children of God. Even when we don't have the strength to get up, we're still the children of God. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to some folks. Some of them sitting here, some listening online. You've settled the issues of morality. You've settled the issues of ethics and integrity. I don't have to worry about whether you're going to go out to the bar tomorrow. I don't have to worry about whether you're going to be viewing pornography. I don't have to worry about you doing that. But you know what I am concerned about? I'm concerned that you've never yet gotten a revelation of who you really are. And until you get a revelation, you're not just Simon anymore. God put his hand on you. You've got a job to do. You've got a purpose in the kingdom. You've got a place. Amen. That God's prepared for you. You've got to get busy about the master's business. Oh, help me tonight, God. I got to deliver the burden of my heart. I'm not worthy, preacher. I'm not worthy. That's exactly what the devil wants you to believe. 
I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, uh, no, no, no. I'll never be what everybody else is. No, no, no. I'm, I'm too old. I can never, ever have the kind of ministry everybody else is. Listen, listen. The devil is going to tell you you're not really who they say you are. You're not really who they say you are. Get that out of your head. John Nelson, forget about it. Why don't you give it up now and lay it aside? That's what the devil says. But somehow you got to get a revelation. No, 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 no. I am the son of God. I am the son of God. Oh God. Let's lift our hands and love him for just a moment. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, you don't, you're not struggling. You're not struggling with nicotine. You're not struggling with any of that. But somehow, you just can't see yourself as who God sees you to be. All you see are your weaknesses, your failures, your past mistakes, all the things that are under the blood. That's all you see. The devil's casting it in your teeth. He's throwing it in your face. That's who you are. That's it. You see this big mistake you made? You see what you did back there? That's who you are. That's your definition. When they look up your name in the dictionary, that's what it says. But I came to tell somebody, God wants to give you a revelation tonight. God wants to give you a revelation tonight. God wants to help you overcome your identity crisis. God wants you to get past what you used to be. God wants you to forget about the mistakes that have haunted you for years. God wants you to forget about it and let you know, amen, there is a bright future for you. Hey, I'm not even going to ask you who you are because if I ask you who you are, you're going to tell me, Simon, I know the answer, so I'm not giving you that opportunity. Thou art Peter, and tonight I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom. That doesn't mean you're perfect tonight, Peter. No, no, you're still going to make some mistakes. You're still going to flub up. But Pentecost is coming. Pentecost is coming. You hang in there. Pentecost is coming. 
Oh, God. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I think for the truth, church, most of us, most of us have settled the issues of morality, ethics, integrity. Those things, those things don't really bother. We don't struggle there. That's not really our struggle. It's this nagging thought. If thou be the son of God, why are you so weak? If you're the son of God, why do you have all these black stains all over your past? If you're the son of God, Oh, God, I came with a message tonight. I came with a message tonight that God wants to help you overcome that identity crisis. God wants to show you you're not Simon anymore. Thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. Come on, somebody. Thou art Peter. Listen to me. You've made mistakes. But I want you to show me one person, living or dead, or in the Bible, that hadn't made mistakes. It's time to forget about the mistakes. It's time to get a revelation of who you are. Not who you were. You're not defined by who you were. It's who you are at this moment. You're not Simon. You're Peter. And you hear me? Pentecost is coming. Pentecost is coming. Come on, son. Get a revelation. Get a revelation. Get a revelation. Get a revelation. That devil's a liar. He's a liar. Don't let him tell you. If thou be the son of God, Andrew, you listen to me. I don't care about what's in your past. I don't care about what you've done. You can make up your mind that this is a brand new day. And you can start all over again. You don't have to keep going back. You don't have to keep returning. It's up to you. You can decide. God wants to change it all. I could go through this whole congregation tonight. I'm preaching to everybody in this building right now. I'm talking to everybody that's listening online. I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. The devil is plaguing our minds. You know why? Because he sees the revival that's starting to break out at the true church. He sees what's happening and he knows the only way he's going to stop it is if he keeps us from getting a revelation of who we are. Oh, come on, let's reach out to the Lord.
know, I know, I know. Some of you, I felt it. Some of you are wanting me to come call you out tonight. But listen, I'd have to call everybody out if I did that. I'm just trying to make a few points here tonight. I'm preaching to everybody under the sound of my voice. It's up to you to get a hold of this revelation. You've got a revelation of who he is, but you need a revelation of who you are. You need a revelation of who you are. Hallelujah. Oh God. Come on, church. We're moving into a new dimension. We're going into another level. You got to get a fresh revelation of who you are. You got to get a fresh understanding of who you are. You got to get a fresh identity tonight. You're not just anybody. You're a child of God. You're a child of God. Come on, my notes are not important. I got a bunch more scripture. I'm not worried about it tonight. I just want somebody to get a revelation tonight. I want somebody to get a revelation tonight. I want somebody's eyes to be open. I've watched hundreds, hundreds, thousands of Trinitarians get a revelation of who Jesus is. I just want to see one congregation tonight get a revelation of who they are. I want to see you good saints of God quit listening to the lies of the enemy as he tries to beat you down and beat you down and beat you down and tell you how unworthy you are and how no good you are. Let's stand, let's stand. I'm not going to try to go any farther. I, got, I still have so many scriptures, but I'm not going to try to go any farther tonight. Hallelujah. If you feel like praying, these altars are open. I'm telling you, we need a fresh revelation. We need a fresh revelation. God, open our eyes. Open my eyes, God. Let me see past 
the image the devil has painted of me. And let me see myself the way you see me, God.